because it's not going to throw the baby out with the bathwater. It says, you know what? We're dreaming this place, yeah? We're dreaming this dream. And what's going to happen is you're going to dream yourself out of the dream. Yeah? And as you're dreaming yourself out of the dream, the dream's going to get happier. Pretty nice statement, isn't it? So it's not like, say, there is no dream or anything like that. It's not denying which, what the mind's entertaining. It's going to use what the mind's entertaining to allow the mind to dream itself out of the dream through the qualities of the dreaming. Yeah? Yeah. So it will dream itself out of the dream. It doesn't say it's going to jump out of the dream or it's going to transcend the dream. It says, no, 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 you're going to dream yourself out of the dream. Yeah? The idea of transcending in the dream is part of the dream. You can't transcend an imaginary place. You can't leave an imaginary place. Yeah? But you can, if a dream is an imaginary event, then you can use the imaginary event to leave the imaginary event. <laughs> I just think that's such a lovely statement. Because a lot of people want to say, there is no dream, and there's a lot of denial of of what's appearing. Why do you need to deny what's appearing? In itself, it's a denial of itself. It's appearing. Yeah? There's no, why do you need a double denial? <laughs> when you see something <laughs> as a thing, it's obviously only can only be appearing. Yeah? Because the reality isn't what can be perceived. Like, there's an old master, Huang Po, said, what's perceiving cannot be perceived, yeah? So all these things can be perceived. That's not what's perceiving. So they're inherently empty, in a sense, of the essence of what's perceiving, yeah? So why deny what's already denying because it's appearing? It's already in denial. It's, 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 it's screaming at us, hey, we're inherently empty because you can see me, feel me, taste me, touch me. Yeah. And what can't be seen, felt, tasted, and touched is what you are. Yeah. So, I love this the way the Course puts it. I don't even know if that was what it was implying, but that's how I've interpreted it. It's like it says, hey, we're dreaming... We're in this dream, we're dreaming this dream, and we're going to dream ourselves out of it. We're not going to vanquish it or kill it or negate it by denial or overcome it or transcend it. No, you're going to use the quality of the dream to dream yourself out of it, yeah? So you're going to meet people in the dream that may assist you to dream yourself out of the dream, yeah? You may have events happen to the dream-like body that's going to assist the mind to dream itself out of the dream. In other words, whatever's going on will be taken advantage of by the mind to pursue its intent, which could possibly be where you are right now, to dream itself out of the dream. Yeah? It's the dreaming of it, so why can't it use what it's dreaming to dream itself out of it? Instead of this... This rush to, uh, you know, no, this is nothing and nothing, nothing. Does it feel like it's nothing to you during the day? When is it experience? Yeah. Probably not. Why? You know how hard that's like trying to climb an imaginary mountain to deny that? Just 
Just let life, in a sense, mind will use all of this to dream itself out of all of this. And what will happen is the dream will look happier. While it's using the dream, it's gonna, the dream's going to be happier for you as you're dreaming yourself out of here. Yeah. Now, a lot of people want to deny the dream, and they're really unhappy in the dream. <laughs> they're in denial of what's going on, like emphatically, but they're bummed out, because it still seems to be going on. <laughs> Switching that, you use what's going on to dream yourself out of what's seemingly going on. <laughs> to me, that's just beautiful. Yeah. There's no denial, no vanquishing, no killing, no exiling, no defeating it, none of this. It's just, it's going to use what seemed to bind you to this idea of being a person. It's going to use those same things that used to seemingly bind you to this idea to release you from the idea. Yeah? And then you're going to see, you're going to see the, that it's always only mind. Mind is giving the meaning to everything. Mind can give a meaning to something that it can... It can be used to, to produce a seemingly bondage to itself, and it can also use something and give it a meaning to relieve it from that seeming bondage to self. Yeah? The things are in things, they're what the mind gives the meaning to them as. Yeah? So like in recovery, some people go in and they have a great story of like the worst thing ever happened to them in their life. And they've, they've, made, they've built an altar there, and they, they've, they've sacrificed relationships on that altar, and jobs, and pursuit of happiness. This is why I'm not happy. This is why none of them... And you know, that it's, there's a big investment in them being right about how terrible that event was. Yeah. Then they come in to something that's appearing in the dream, recovery, and in that, they dream themselves out of an aspect of the dream, and then the worst thing that ever happened to them is suddenly seen to be the best thing that ever happened to them. Now, that's an amazing event, isn't it? So here you have this worst thing that you've solidified as much, as much as you can. You've given it a huge, rigid meaning. This is the worst thing. That's a pretty big meaning, yeah? The worst, the worst thing. Not a bad thing. Not a pretty, not, 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 not like the worst thing that ever happened to me in July, but the worst thing. Yeah? And then suddenly, the mind gets a little relief somehow, and it, now the mind's perception shifts, and now it's the best thing. Did the, what is it? Is it the worst thing? And then suddenly had a transformation into the best thing? Or is it neither? It isn't the worst thing or the best thing. It's whatever the mind gives its meaning to. Yeah? The mind sees it from a certain point of view as the worst thing. When that point of view shifts, it sees it as the best thing. What more demonstration do you need than that simple example about the power of mind here? We're taking an example of the worst thing and then suddenly seeing, not by it changing, obviously. <laughs> it, didn't, it didn't join a group that become the best thing that ever happened. You know what I mean? It was, it was just that. The worst thing. And then something happens to you for a few weeks or months and then suddenly, miracle, miracle above miracle, it's the best thing that ever happened. But it's neither of them, obviously. I was seemingly in one position, and from here, it looked like the worst freaking thing that ever happened to me. It didn't change its position. I've got it locked in, in self-centeredness. The self-centeredness gets weakened, and now, suddenly, it's the best thing that ever happened to me. <laughs> that's, that's all you need. 
the only talk you ever need to hear is that. If you let it sink in, that's all you need to hear. So, here's the worst thing, here's the best thing. So, mind, like it or not, maybe the mind is in this little event called dreaming itself out of the dream. Nice demonstration. Hey, the worst thing that ever happened to me is now seen to be the best thing that happened to me. Wow, that's a pretty big demonstration. You know, mind's up to something. Yeah? Have faith in that mind. Let it do its thing. Like, your seemingly soness of being a body, let's use the picture of just being on an operating table. Just don't get up. And don't take the role of being the doctor. Life's going to work it out. Yeah? If that's the mind's intention, nothing could possibly ever fucking stop it. It's going to dream itself out of this place. And you know what? One of the side effects is it's going to be happier. <laughs> and I can say in my experience, it's gotten a whole lot happier. <laughs> This dream. As I'm getting older, you would think the mind, the body would be getting worse. My body's gotten better. I'm healthier than I've ever been in 25 years. I've actually grown an inch in my 50s, which is pretty difficult to do. I was, I didn't do it, but I went to the hospital. I'm six two, and on all my licenses, I'm six one for like 40, 50 years. Suddenly, I've grown an inch. Where did that happen? And I wasn't privy to it. I wasn't thinking, oh, yes. Growing, growing, growing. No, it was just sort of an effect. Yeah? So, in a way, you see a simple statement like that. Now, you may read something, there is no world and there's no this. Maybe intellectually that makes sense. But this is intimate. It's an intimate feeling because this is, a, this is how it's really occurred to me. The mind's dreaming this place, and now it's dreaming itself out of the place, and the dream's getting happier as it's doing it. Yeah? That, to me, is much more sense-felt than a, a stale statement of there is no thing and you're everything. See, that doesn't, it's not juicy. It's like toast without any butter, you know? But this has a flavor to it because I've, I've been intimately engaged in that. Yeah? Intimately engaged. So, if mind is giving everything all the meaning it has, which I would say it is, now when we think that, we go, okay, I'm giving everything all the meaning it has. That's not the truth. Mind is giving everything all the meaning it has, and in one sense, mind has given this a meaning, and it's called me. Yeah? It separates me from all the other yous, and I'm crowned with a special crown called me. Yeah. Yet I'm a run-of-the-mill alcoholic, or a run-of-the-mill this, I'm a run-of-the-that. But I'm very special in my run-of-the-millness, in a sense, because it's me. <laughs> I'm incredibly unique. Very, very interesting person, just to get to know me. But I don't want you to get to know me. I haven't chosen you, you know? But here you go. So... We think, oh, I'm giving everything the meaning it has as this. No, this has been given a meaning. We're not giving anything a fucking meaning. We're react this is a reaction to meanings that the mind has given things. 
Yes? And why? Because it's given this thing a meaning of being a subject, of being a special someone, the doer, the haver, and the thinker. So now, when there's the awareness or the consciousness of a thought, we assume we're the thinker of it. When an action occurs, we assume we're the actor. When a feeling comes through, we feel we're the feeler. And it's, it just seems so damn logical. Yeah? But the only reason why it seems logical is because the mind has brought a meaning. It's taken itself to be the subject when it isn't. This, yeah? This is an object. This is the camera casing. It's not, and it may be all the lenses, but without the light, there ain't no movie, there ain't no picture. Yeah? And the light is not in and of this. It's not of this. It's not produced by this. It's through this, in a sense, yeah? Then, okay, now you question this meaning. Am I Paul? Yeah, simple, nice statement. Am I the doer, let's say? And then if you follow it through, and then the doing, which is a giant foundational slab of your story, being the personal doer, what happens if I'm actually not the doer, whose life is it anyway? My claiming life is mine is usually based on me doing. Yeah? If I'm not that doer, whose life is it anyway? And everything will lead you to the point to the point of freedom from what? The bondage of self. The doer, the thinker, the haver, the feeler, the taster, the toucher, the smeller, the actor. Yeah? Being free from not. Not, not free from the actions, the seeing, the hearing, the feeling, but free from the feeler, the hearer, the seer. The other things will go on. If I look out the window, my eyes open. I'm gonna, my eyes are open. I'm gonna see what passes the window. It has nothing to do with me wanting to see it or not. I may have a, I may make an incredible resolution. January first, I don't want to see a fucking pigeon ever again. And if I look at it, I see a pigeon. <laughs> but the statement was based on a false assumption that somehow I have power over things I have no power over. Yeah. Like thinking. I'm only going to thought, think good thoughts. It assumes that you have some sway over the thought system. <laughs> and it's frustrating when it doesn't seem to bend to your will, isn't it? Just see. Everything is built on false assumptions and has geometrically progressed in a space-like event called time and space. You know, the dreaming, the quality of dreaming has to be encased with it through time and space. Yeah? So there it is. And the dreaming tends to break into a split little mind. It's dreaming in a dualistic manner. Yeah? Subject-object, I'm the subject, everything's objectified to me, and then yes, no, hot, cold, da-da-da-da-da-da. goes on and on and on and on and on. Yeah? Once it gets a, a toehold in, it just geometrically progresses. More and more and more. First it's two, and then it's two times two is four, then four times, and, and then 88, and then 160. So the duality ex- geometrically progresses, but it's still two-ness. It always gets rooted back to two-ness, you know? Even nature, night and day, hot and cold, yeah? But there's tons of seemingly degrees. It doesn't change a damn thing. The mind... Dreaming has split for this dream to appear. There has to be an appearance of an other for a you to appear, and there has to be a you for an other to appear, for an experience to happen. So all the while, what's dreaming isn't split. The dream is split, 
In other words, all the things, all the actions are all split, but the dreaming isn't split. The dreaming is the undifferentiated light that comes through this little location, and this camera differentiates the light. Now you see things. Yeah? And while you're seeing things, as a thing, what's forgotten is the space that encompasses all the things that are appearing. And the things are appearing only to disappear. But the space that they're in never appears or disappears. It's always the basic background. And what happens is, if your head comes out of the ass of self, yeah, if you get relief from that bondage of self, then that what was the background, which is that space, and the foreground, all the things, and all your thoughts, and all your feelings, and this and that, the foreground moves to the background, and then the background spaciousness moves to the foreground. Now your interest and attention is resting in the space, and then you're watching the things that are appearing in it, but never forgetting the space that they're appearing in. When you're watching everything as a thing, the that's totally based on you forgetting that you're a non-thing. That you're, you have to forget the space to take yourself to be a thing. Yeah? It's not like an act of forgetting of the space. It's an, it's an act of remembering of being a thing, which is the act of forgetting of what we are. Yeah? We don't stay here, I'm going to actively forget what I am. We just keep remembering what we're not. Yeah? So in the remembrance of what I'm not, I, I seemingly can forget what I am. It can't last forever because it actually never happens, but it can appear to last in time. So maybe 80 years of life, maybe at the last second it dawns on you. Jesus Christ, whatever, and then you pass away. Who knows? Who knows what's going to happen? <laughs> but it can't go on infinitely. Yeah, because then it would rush. It would bump into infinity, infinity, and infinity would immediately reveal that it's not so. So time can never run into timelessness, or its whole its whole gig is blown. Yeah, its whole story is dropped. Not in time, but in timelessness, like like that. Yeah. The thing is, it's like, let's say, the, you know, 12 noon, that gunfighter thing. So here comes the big gunfighter of time, time. But it can never out, it can never, uh, outdraw timelessness because it's out already. <laughs> timelessness never takes any time to pull the gun out. <laughs> it never loses a battle with time because it's gotten, it's kind of pinned. Okay, go. <laughs> you have to do something. Okay, it's got, it's like that. <laughs> so the antidote, obviously, the time is a little taste of timelessness. It'll wean you off of the story of time. Not by denying time, but by affirming when you're in a pause or when you sense the timelessness, affirming it, it will lessen the effect or influence of time on your mind. Yeah? That's an aspect of dreaming itself out of time. And then your times get happier. Or maybe content or something. Happy has got a two-charged word, but let's say content or peaceful. Yeah? Mm. So this is an act of entertaining. Yeah? You hear the eye, you hear some ideas... And it dis- it's not meant to give you an object to sort of try to uh, attain. It's, by- it's questioning the subject that you're trying to attain everything from. <laughs> see if that's not... See if this is so. If this ain't so, then the bets are off. 
then you're going to be relegated into finding out what's actually going on here. Yeah? You'll find out. The knowing, I'll tell you, all the value you put on knowing, as soon as you get weaned off of that and you start finding out, you won't have much value on knowing. Knowing gets blown blown away so easily. But finding out is like an unspoken yes. It's convincing. It's got some substantiality. Yeah? It's, it's worthy to be relied on because it's solid. I know is always can always be bookended by I don't know. Or someone knows better. Yeah? But finding out is sort of like a painting that appears by bleeding through the canvas. Yeah? You see what's happening, and then there's an entertaining of what's happening, and then something comes about about that, but it's not, it's not forming as knowledge. It's a more of a sense-felt knowledge, yeah? Like you sense a presence, let's say. I would say it's you. There's nothing, there's no object called a presence. You are that presence. Yeah. Your original face is not a face. So in recovery, I'd love this statement, because what happened is I was entertaining these ideas, and I'm involved in recovery, yeah? and at that time I was leading a, a workshop on one of the steps of recovery, the fourth step, which is like an inventory process. And I must have gone over this chapter, I've been doing it for 16 years, read this chapter, how it works, a lot, a lot of times. And yet my mind changed, and when I looked at this word self, it made, it made a whole, it meant so much, it was, I got a whole different meaning from just seeing the word in print. And the meaning could have been put in as a foreign installment, or a parasitical movement, yeah? Something that's not of me, yeah? A foreign element. And from there I saw this beautiful statement in the book, it says, hey, being convinced, which means to believe with certainty, yeah? To believe with certainty, being convinced that self, this little s self, this feel, it's a feeling of being a long-lasting, independent, separate entity. It's the feeling of being the doer when an action occurs. Yeah? It's the feeling of being a thinker when a thought is seen. It's the feeling of being the hearer when something is heard. That's the bondage of self. That's the self. Yeah? So it's being convinced that self manifested in various ways is what has defeated us. It's a beautiful statement. Because we would be more categorized as the us. And then there's this foreign installment called self. It's, to me, it's a parasitical movement, mental process. And that movement has defeated us in this life by various manifestations. Yeah? Anger, hate, jealousy, whatever. Many, many things, maybe. Yeah? Self-pity, stuff like that. Okay, when you're convinced of that, Okay, now we're going to look at some of its, meaning self's, manifestations in one's life. Yeah? You, you're the playing field. All the balls are strewn. It's like at one of those places where you hit golf balls, and you practice, and then there's all this, this field that has tons of golf balls out there. Well, your life has all these expressions of selfing in it, resentments, all the fears that you've entertained, all the harm that you've been done to or done. Yeah? So it says, okay, now we're going to look at some of its common manifestations, meaning what's, what's common manifestations, yours or self's? It's meaning self's common manifestations. And in the next paragraph it says resentment is the number one offender. So if you follow this logic, 
And resentment means to re-feel. That's basically what it means. And everything in selfing is re. You're re-feeling, you're re-seeing, you're re-hearing, you're re-thinking. It's all we, because it's always the same thinker, always the same seer, it's always the same feeler. Yeah? So anytime you have a feeling, the feeling is going to relate back to when you felt you've had that feeling before. And the only thing that could have had it before is a sense of self. Because that's where self appears. Self appears in the past and the future. That's how it's remembered now. So when you feel something, you feel something as the feeler. That's the interpretation. That's the lie. Yeah? You're feeling it now as the feeling. The mental process claims it. And it says, oh, this, uh, this reminds me of when I felt this last. Who is it that felt it in the past? You. The self in. The long-lasting, independent, separate entity. So every feeling, every thought is rethought and refelt. Because then it's used to point to you as the thinker, you as the feeler, and you as a body being the thinker and the feeler. So now you're remembered now by thinking of yourself in the past, or your mind thinking of it, of this idea of self in the past. And you're also remembered now by thinking of yourself in the future. When you remember yourself in the past, you're not remembering it in the past. You're using, the mind's using the past to remember it now. And when you're worried about what's going to happen to this precious you, <laughs> the you you're not, three years from now, and no one else would go anywhere near three years from now, unless it was about them usually. <laughs> they just don't have the interest to go that far. You know what I mean? They don't. But we're so enamored with this idea of being Paul, we'll think about ourselves all day and never get bored with it. <laughs> worry after a worry that never culminates into anything real event only contracts you now all day. So here, you're thinking about yourself three years from now. You call it worry or anxiety, but it's actually a form of remembrance. You're remembering the self. You're remembering you as a long-lasting, independent body, figure, yes? You're remembering, because the thought system pictures you as a body. So when the thoughts are about you in the future, they're of a body. So now, you remember you as a body, not in the future, but now. I was there, I will be there, therefore I am here. That's its fucking logic. And so far, it's pretty airtight, because it does it every second of the day. Every thought, you either feel like you're the thinker, or it's about you somehow, yeah? Every feeling, not one feeling has escaped you, usually. One feeling has escaped the selfing net. It's been claimed by the selfing, and it's my feeling. I was the feeler, I was the feeler, I was the feeler, I was the feeler. Every fucking action... <laughs> Fucking has been caught by the net of selfie. I'm the actor. I was the actor. I was the actor. I was the actor. You know, you shout something 800 times, it's going to sound to be so soon. Yeah? We're not being hypnotized, hypnotized by any illusion. We're the illusion maker. We're giving it a meaning all freaking day. Yet we want to act like a victim and hope for a savior. This is an active event, not a spiritual passivity. That doesn't fucking work. You know, wake up and see what's happening. See the production that's going on. And see how it's so distorted as soon as you appear in it, then it's like, it's like a whole movie. <laughs> You're totally absorbed in it. 
If you see it as not you, you'll see it as a movie out of many, many millions of movies. Yeah? Nothing right or wrong with it. But if you take yourself to be that, it has the ability to get really heavy. Now you're enslaved to thoughts. So you want to really be right where you are, but you can't seem to be here. Yeah? Because your mind isn't roaming here. It's there and then all day. Yeah? You can't have a, mo- a present moment that's not, that, that hasn't been co-opted by the mind and made into... A present moment in the mental realm is chock full of yesterday and tomorrow. Most people come in here, it's a Wednesday night, they're never bothered by the Wednesday night they're in. They're bothered by last Wednesday or two years from now. <laughs> I mean, where could, how could two years from now have such an effect on you? How? Unless you are the, all, you are the only thing that can give anything and everything the meaning it has. You can make a causeless thing two years from now have an effect on you right now. It's mind-boggling, isn't it? It's not two years, because every one of us here could be thinking of two years from now, and we'd have varying degrees of meaning being given. The more you believe your thoughts, the more it would seem real. The less you believe the thoughts, the less it would seem real. Yeah? More, you, you'd be more apt to be able to respond to Wednesday night, and then the others would be less apt to be able to respond to Wednesday night, because they were reacting to two years from now. Much more than responding to what's going on. Yeah, it's called an enslavement, isn't it? So go to a meeting, hear about enlightenment, watch how the mind gives it meaning. Yeah? It now gives the word enlightenment, which supposedly, I think the definition is cessation of all suffering, it will now use the enlightenment to produce suffering in your life, because it will keep pointing out you're not enlightened. (laughs) Isn't that insanity? Peace. Peace is used to provoke agitation in the conditional mind. Yeah? That's insane, isn't it? The words, the symbols of the words mean almost the exact opposite of what we thought the words implied. That's how fucking ass backwards it is here. Yeah? People would be better off if they never heard the word enlightenment, most of us. Really. They would have saved a lot of money. Yeah? <laughs> a lot of bookstores would have gone out of business. <laughs> self-help books would be bought. They couldn't pull another archaic fucking scripture from the caves of Tibet and sell it. Yeah. Nothing wrong with it, but jeez. I mean, you can sit here, we can talk about a very high concept of emptiness, and at the end of the meeting, we'll, we're switching the location of next week, and everyone is in huge confusion. They can't even get a message, oh, the meeting's down the street, where? Down. But they, want it, they think they can grasp like concepts like emptiness. <laughs> Can you go over again? Is there a meeting next week or is there? There is one. But where? It's down the street. What? Da, da, da. But I got it. I know what. I know emptiness. <laughs> yes, for sure. Yes. You think? Yeah. There is a knowing of emptiness, but that's not emptiness. 
Then finding out about emptiness is, is a much clearer way than knowing about emptiness. <laughs> Take this invitation seriously. If you are not that, if you're not the thinker of your thoughts, maybe you'll get some relief from the thoughts that are being thunk. You know? <laughs> maybe. Try it. Maybe if you're not the feeler of all the damn feelings that are being generated, not by you, but are happening under your surveillance camera, you know, is it me, me, me? All those feelings, maybe if they weren't preceded by the word my, you'd travel a lot lighter with them. Yeah? What would that, what do you, what would you think that would provoke? Maybe more entertaining of the possibilities. Yeah? If I'm not the thinker, opens a huge, 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 huge vista of possibilities. If I'm not the thinker, I could have an immunity to time. Yeah. If I wasn't the thinker, I wouldn't follow all those damn crazy thoughts that are going into that time tunnel to yesterday and tomorrow all day. I wouldn't follow it anymore because it wasn't about me anymore. Yeah. Where am I going to get that? By chopping down every thought or by just questioning, is there a thinker? I would go the latter way. Question, is there a thinker? Or are you it? Maybe the great relief won't come from stopping your actions, but by giving up the idea that you're the actor. Who knows? Then the, I would say then the actions will probably correct themselves. If you take you out of it, things may look a whole lot different. You know, I have a, when I was going to write a book, it would be Life Without Paul. <laughs> Fucking a great story, man. <laughs> it's really good. <laughs> I have a, the sequel. <laughs> would hopefully be Life Without Chris. We'd all write our own books and live them. Not, oh, I'm reading about this guy who's a non-guy. No, find out you're a non-guy. <laughs> That's all. <laughs> I'm so sure he's a non-guy. Well, find out you're a non-guy. Who cares if they're a non-guy? Find out if you are. Yeah. <laughs> if, if you're really enamored of him being a non-guy, you're probably going to have to pay to see him. <laughs> <laughs> but if you're the non-guy, you'll never miss a meeting. <laughs> yeah, it's a simple invitation, bro. You know, just entertain it. I have faith in mind. It's a great, my favorite scriptures is a Zen little thesis or whatever, a Zen little sutra called Faith Mind. Yeah? Very great little, or maybe about four pages, five pages, where he, he, ta- he, he has it in a very clear way where he'll say, you know, the way is clear and bright, and then there's a consideration. But, if you're, if you're identified with your opinions, you won't see that, yeah? So you play a big role in all of its in all of the, the talking in all of his statements. The, the the clincher isn't the statement; it's you, because it's either going to seem to be so or not to you. Yeah, your role is paramount in the sutra. 
It says, you know, instead of, you don't have to seek the truth, just stop cherishing your own opinions. Oh, you see? Every stanza, he takes, he says something about the quality of clarity, let's say, and then he says, it will be distorted or confused or, or uh, hidden if, so, if your mind is you know, whatever. Whatever quality the mind is in is gonna is that is gonna be the breaking point. Not the not the not the the fact that there's truth, but your ability to recognize it or not is gonna be the linchpin here. Yeah. So this is putting the attention on what is giving all of this stuff the meaning it has. That the truth is, isn't proclaiming itself to be that. Yeah. The truth will come alive as you. As you. Yeah. When the false idea that you're Paul is looked at, then you'll realize that every bit of your living is coming from truth. That you'll never have an experience of it because you aren't. Yeah. Things will get very, very clear and undisturbed. The possibilities, even of the absolute having an effect here, are really resting on you and you and you and you. Yes. It's not resting on the absolute. It can appear not to be so here. As long as we're seemingly being so, it can appear not to be so to us. So in a sense, we're more powerful than the absolute in a way, because we can either acknowledge it or not. I think that's pretty damn active. Yeah. And don't, don't go down the fool's journey of trying to stop thinking and trying to only have good feelings. You're just gonna you're gonna get lost in the forest by getting identified with the trees. You're not gonna see it, yeah. But if you go to the thinker, just a simple idea. Am I the thinker? Because every thought is being preceded by that, yeah? So don't worry what comes afterward. What's placed, in be- what's placed before is where the meaning is being distributed. The meaning is mean- isn't being given to us from the outside. The meaning is being distributed from where we are to the outside. Yeah? So let's go back to the thinker. Let's go back to the feeler. Let's go back to the doer. Let's go back to the haver. And if we're not like that, like Ramana Maharshi said it in one of his talks, he says, you don't have to give up your possessions, give up the possessor. You don't have to give up your thoughts, give up the thinker. You don't have to give up your feelings, give up the feeler. Yeah? Then what seemed to be the, the, the engine of confusion will become the, the engine to, drop, to dream yourself out of the dream. The exact same residue, the same milu, the same stuff like your relationships and your jobs and your physical condition, will be used to dream yourself out of the dream, when in one point of view they're being used to, to bind you to the idea of being the dreamer, the being the thing, the dreamt object. Yeah? Same, same. Just like faith. Faith is, a, is, sub, is like a quality of mind. Yeah? Now, if faith is put into the thought system, what does it do? It, tra- it produces anxiety. If you're taking the thoughts that are happening in the noggin, which are mostly about yesterday and tomorrow, yeah, if you're taking them to be true, if you have a belief in them, 
that belief will translate through that system and produce anxiety in your life. You'll be reacting to something that's not happening while something is actually happening. You won't be re- responding to Wednesday night. You'll be reacting to next Tuesday. Yeah? Not because of the power of next Tuesday. There's no power in next Tuesday. Your power. Your power that's been given over to the thought system. Now you've gotten back an interpretation and you don't even like the interpretation. So the same faith, same, same quality of mind. Let's, let's say it's put into centeredness instead of self-centeredness. Let's say it's resting somewhere other than the thought system. It's got, the thoughts seem very suspicious to it now. Yeah? It's not sort of, go, it's a, a not going to prepare a, you know, a picnic basket, basket for the next trip down memory lane or the future bull of bods of what's going to happen to me. It's you're staying at home. Now, that same faith is going to produce an ease and comfort in your day. Now. Same faith. Put in one vehicle, produces anxiety, contraction, fucking disassociation from what is, and an incredible mental association with what's not going on. Yeah. Same faith put into some other vehicle, produces an ease and comfort in your situations, and a comfortability in the skin you feel you seem to be appearing. Yeah. Same energy, exact same energy, but its manifestation is based on the vehicle it's put in. Yeah. <coughs> So if I can make something seem so true, why not turn that to making what is true seem to be true to you? Entertain the possibilities you hear at these talks. Entertain them. Yeah? Can you imagine if all the... How many mountains have you blown up out of molehills in your life? Tons of... How many... I know people, they've had... Before Friday, they've had three earth-shattering events. But the earth hasn't shattered. It just got... Oh, this is the one... This is uh, always, constantly, constantly. So we're constantly making things seem as real as real can be that aren't. Can you imagine if we gave that power over to what is real? If I entertain this possibility, I've heard, and that's what happened, I listened to some people, and I entertained what they said, and for some reason I had some damn faith in it. And I sat with it, and it did its thing, and, it, and the fucking harvest has been unbelievable. And it keeps growing. Yeah, I don't have to. I don't have to landscape it. I don't even have to water it. It's like self-generating. The mind entertains and just keeps entertaining. Spaces it goes on and on and on and on. Yeah. Same, but the same thing that I was using to make these things that weren't real seem so real now has been turned to point towards what's real. It's like finally putting your money on the right number on a roulette tape thing. You finally get it. Bingo! Black thirty-nine. Yeah, and then every time now your your mind's on black thirty-nine. You won, bro. <laughs> you finally match your ability to make things real to what's real. <laughs> After the thousands of times, you finally hit it, and you'll know it in your gut. It's like an unspoken yes. If you don't need a fucking spiritual notary public, you'll know it in your gut, and you'll be your own authority. Nice shoes there, bro. They fit? 
Yeah, that's it. Oh, good. I'm going to become like the cult outfitter. <laughs> looking at this. Check out everyone. All right, I got something for you. Yes. Soon then it'll be, I'll slowly bring the leisure suits in with the matching belts. And we won't even know we'll have slipped into a cult. You know? Oh, yeah. <laughs> the little name tag. Like little orange. Not orange, that was taken already. But we'll have like a, like a, what? Sea, a sea green, you know, nice little three with the white shoes. You'll become, you ever see those things, uh, Forever Lazy? Oh man, a couple years ago I was home and I was watching cable TV and then this infomercial came on. And it was the most, I didn't know if it was a parody or not. And it was like these, it was like these adult onesies, you know, you put things, a baby in. They had, it's like a whole big suit. And they have people at a, at a football game, at a tailgating party, with these bunny-round suits. And they even had a flag so you can go to the bathroom. <laughs> and, they're, they're, and they're in the stands. And who the hell would ever go out with these on? It's like a zippered up, like, big... And it's like a... You don't see, no body, and, you know, you don't even know what's in there. You know <laughs> And they went on for like four minutes. I just can't be fucking true. And I looked it up, and I, it was. It's a product. Forever lazy. <laughs> and this one, the comments were great, because this one, this one guy wrote, this one lady wrote, well, my father was the one who uh, created the forever lazy, forever lazy. And the next comment was, said, well, then you should shoot your father, and then shoot yourself. <laughs> 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 you know, at the football guys, and you know, if you've got to go, there's a <laughs> And the weirdest thing, they were wearing clothes underneath. I would have gone I mean, the whole point was that we did, you basically signaled you've given up on life. <laughs> Fuck it. That's over, man. Just me and my remote. That's it. Until the cable runs out. <laughs> <laughs> Any questions tonight? <laughs> no, that's good. <laughs> How can you top forever lazy? And they did. They